Gonna hose you down in your sleep. You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. We are rocking out to you live from the Zamp Command Center here in, it's like heat wave, New Hampshire. It's like 40 degrees Fahrenheit. That, that's something in Celsius. My name is Bob Fournier, and joining me as always, my fellow survivors, underground in a secure location to the north, it's the busy zombie lord himself, Lou Page. You wouldn't know that we got three inches of snow last night. I know, it's like it's melting or something. <gasps> it's like it melted. It's starting to melt. Speaking of melting, mm. Mm, that's not good. Uh, keeping the border safe north over the wall, Canada's own Mr. Ryan Murphy. Hello. This is Ryan. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to melt? I don't know. I don't, what's melting? I don't, like, is that like, should I talk that, like? It's not, it's not bedtime voice. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, oh, that was a rocking track, man. Like, yeah, that was, um, that was posted. This is posted on our Facebook page. Uh, no, that was put on our Facebook page by Rick Piven. Uh, speaking of which, um, I did a show with him just last night. Aw. Yeah, it's, um, it's called the Bearded Brothers Movie Club. Now, don't tell him, but I don't actually have a beard. <gasps> was it a video now, podcast? Nope. Oh, <laughs> good. Uh, but well, we talked about the Ghostbusters movie, and uh, you guys can go check that out on iTunes. Just search for the uh, Bearded Brothers Movie Club. They're also on Facebook. And uh, they're a couple couple of good guys, and uh, it's a it's a fun show. Very uh, adult uh, oriented, explicit. So if you got kids, don't even think about it. <laughs> listen, yeah. listen on your own time. But uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. But tonight, it's zombie time. Yes, we're going to talk about zombies, not ghosts. Lots and lots of zombies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're going to do it like we do every week, guys, with the zombie news. has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. Well, we've been looking for it, and we finally found it. A competitor for The Walking Dead. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's, it's definitely not. Uh, the iZombie trailer has arrived. little 30-second trailer about pretty much what the show is all about. It's an it, ad. It, it, it's a TV it ad. ad. It is. It's. It really does explain the entire show in thirty seconds, though. Yes, it does. Um, what are your first thoughts? Because to me, it looked like it was very comedy oriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, very comedy oriented, like more than I thought it would be. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, we need a little different, you know. It's... Yeah, it. It looks like it's going to be different. Um, there was also another article this week where creator Rob Tom- uh, Thomas was explaining how it's going to be different from the comic and how he didn't want to include the ideas from the comic like were dogs and stuff because he was afraid it would step on the toes of things that are already on the CW and are also in other shows on other networks like supernatural yeah that's i He's think that's also... a solid a solid are there going to be like really hot dudes in this like supernatural 
I hear they're. It's a CW. I'm assuming really? they will. I, be. <laughs> I, I just I don't know. I've, it's I funny because just... actually, if I walked upstairs right now, my my wife would be watching Supernatural right now. I actually just bought her a poster of the Hot Dudes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, better uh, uh, keep that poster. Yeah, in I should public probably take spot. That back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh, terrible, no, Ryan. What fun. the hell? It, it does. This looks like a fun show. Like like if I want to, you know. If I if I just want to kick back, watch some new zombie content, but also have a good time, because Walking Dead, I'm always so like, oh geez, what's it's happening? Tense. You know, you know, yeah, Walking you're Dead, all... you're you're cheering for people getting murdered, you're cheering for people killing other zombies. I Zombie appears to be uh, the the kind of show that uh, you know the lighter hearted zombie stuff, and any unless there are other zombies in the show, I don't know, but any like eating. Is going to be like ooh, some pink looking meat and some spaghetti. I don't know, kind of. Yep. That's what I get from it. And yeah. <laughs> I know it's still gross. Like I think that's the only thing that'll that'll be a hang up for for Ashley. Like I I think Ashley would really dig this show. And I showed her the trailer, and I said, just pretend she's not eating brains and spaghetti, and we had spaghetti for dinner. Just ignore that part. But like, doesn't it sound cool? Like a procedural kind of where the zombie is like the protagonist and she's like solving murders by eating people's brains. I mean, ignore the eating people's brains bit, but you kind of can't, <laughs> I know you can't. And I, I have a feeling that'll be this show's undoing. Uh, but I'm kind of hoping that it's something we can both watch. Cause she can't watch walking dead. It's too, it's too gruesome. Although she might've enjoyed this episode that we just did. Yeah. And I mean, we've talked about this before. We've covered the comic. We've covered everything. And I've been waiting for when they're going to announce this premiere. And I've been like, really? You're waiting till March? Yeah, March is weird. But it is kind of a smart decision. They're waiting till Walking Dead is wrapping up. Oh, that's the smartest decision you can make. You don't want to compete with those numbers at all. Right. You want people to want more zombie content after The Walking Dead. And hey, look at that, March, you know? It's smart. mm, Smart zombies. Uh, speaking of smart zombies, guys, um, they we talk all the time about where we're going to go when the zombie apocalypse happens, what we're going to do, and uh, we got some statistical mechanics students at Cornell University that feel like they have the best answer of where you should go for a zombie apocalypse. Apo- uh, 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 damn it! I just ruined the joke. <laughs> I was going to say, what's that? What's the um, what's the singing where they all like they're just talking but they're singing? Apocalyptic. Oh, yeah, thank you. I couldn't get away from apocalypse. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's, keep uh, going. No, it's uh, the Rocky Mountains. Um, Lou, your first thoughts. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, I. But I think we've always felt that way. Yeah, like yeah. we've always said that you go someplace secluded. Uh, I we've never necessarily said the mountains, but when I read the article and they were like, oh yeah, you go to the Rocky Mountains because it's going to make things difficult. And da, da, da. I was like, yeah, I don't know. That makes sense. That's not far off from what I would do. Yeah, and like they talked in the article like about larger cities falling first and I think we all realize that that kind of makes sense because there's more people, more mm-hmm. bites, more infections. Uh, I think you would always want to go to a nice secluded place and the Rocky Mountains sounds ideal. Don't get me wrong. Good view. Um, but yeah, good view. Uh, it's it's just a matter of, I I think we all thought that was common knowledge here. It's obviously my podcast. Yeah, no, the, we did, and but you know, and John, uh, cities would go first, and that's kind of it. I think this has all been covered, and it was kind. Of, I read this article, and I was like, so yeah, you go to the Rockies. How is this all new information? 
<laughs> hey, you know what though? These guys worked hard over here at Cornell University, so we'll give them some little. We'll give them a little bit of credit. Um, you know, it's it's kind of cool, but to see uh, people, students, you know, getting made some attention on the internet, mm-hmm. you know, talking about zombies still—that's the important part. Yep, zombies. But uh, my my only concern is something like the Rocky Mountains is all the preppers that are already ready for it. They're all going to be going there, and I'm going to be severely <laughs> like there, there's going to be some insane people there. It'd be like that's a, my fear. It'd be like the gold rush of 1904 or whatever. Everyone's heading for the Rockies. Yeah, I don't think they headed there for the gold rush, but. Did they? No, they were heading for California. Damn it. Ryan I am zero for two. To, there's your bad zombie jokes, everybody. <laughs> They're not in the show anymore. No. Oh. Um, <laughs> More on that let's, later. Let's, okay, let's talk about uh, Resident Evil again. Oh, um, great. They, let's talk about Resident Evil. They took the co-op out. Those but they, bastards. But they, but they put it back in. <laughs> who, who put it back in? We're now, let's, let's be honest. We're talking about Resident Evil Revelations 2, Episode 1, Penal Colony, right? Yeah, yep, that's yes. the one. <laughs> Which one was it? Resident Evil Revelations 2, Episode 1, Penal Colony. Starring okay, Claire Redfield so, and Ryan, Moira Burton. Boom, nailed it. Ryan, what uh, what the modders do here? So um, there was a big kerfuffle with this uh, offline co-op, which was advertised. I remember seeing it on the pre-purchase yep. for the PC. Now, mind you, I yep. didn't really care, but... Um, it was even stated in an interview. Yeah, yeah they might have... I don't, they don't haven't even explained, but... When it released, it was not in the game. It 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 was a console exclusive feature, and to me that makes sense. I mean, a PC for most people is a very singular experience, but if it's on the console, why would they cut it on the PC? They haven't said. They did offer refunds, but what's happened is a modder, not four days after the game's released, has got local co-op working on the PC. I. I, and I don't know what that means. All it means is it, 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 it's crazy. I, I've been told it does affect the frame rate. Yeah, and sure. it isn't seamless, but you can do it, and it it is pretty good. So. And see, that's but the it's thing worth it to play with a friend, right? Offline. Well, we we can't play offline because we're all in different places. We can play <laughs> online. But if you came over here, <laughs> that's true. That's true. I just love I love the creativeness of modders and people with the PC, the, everything in general, where they can just do something like this and be like, "Hey, here you go." Yeah, but if it's not, have it. but this is the thing. Like, I I don't understand the mentality of people looking for reasons to just be like, "Aha, Capcom, you fucked up, and now we're gonna just rake you over the coals until you just give us free shit." Like, I don't understand that. Like, they made a mistake. Yeah. They admitted it. They're offering refunds for people who are really torn up about not getting local co-op i understand that that's a problem that they quote unquote lied i, I choose to give them the benefit of the doubt in it being a mistake the problem is is that it's capcom and capcom has made a lot of promises in the last few years yeah. that they've they haven't come through on or they've said they're going to do something and then they don't capcom's kind of notorious for it mm-hmm. um so that's kind of why this was a big de- that was a big deal. But but when I, yeah, I that's fine, but I think people try to really just give these game companies a hard time for the sake of and the modder, sure, he got local co-op working, he or she rather. But like you said, it's not flawless. There's frame rate issues, it's not quite in sync. Hmm, maybe that's why they cut the feature because it's just not feasible on PC architecture like on consoles, they have to work towards one set of hardware to make it work. 
that probably makes it a lot easier to get local co-op running, uh, get the frame rate. Hell, when I'm playing on this game by myself on my PC, and I've got a pretty beefy system, and this game is not the most uh, beautiful um, game in the bunch, and it still chugs at points. So, if anything, we should be just faulting Capcom for their shitty PC development. (laughs) Not necessarily the fact that they're lying about features. Well, lying or not, I'm going to talk real quick about drugs. Oh. Are you you taking any? No. (laughs) Is this in relation to my botched jokes this episode so far? I want to talk about a drug that's out there for all you uh, people afraid of zombies. If you or a loved one has been bitten, the threat of infection can put your whole family at risk of serious injury and zombification. But a bite doesn't have to change your whole life. Phenotrans is here to help with Once Daily Zombrex, the only medication proven to suppress the zombification process. Zombrex is not a cure for zombification and is intended for humans, not zombified patients. It should not be taken with alcohol and is not suited for pregnant women. Live your life without fear and as a human. Ask your doctor today if Zombrex is right for you. I thought that was like a Viagra commercial. <clears throat> it sounded like one, doesn't it? Uh, that's from Dead Rising, correct, Ryan? Yes, the Dead Rising movie, which I am actually getting excited for. And it's actually going to be premiering in two weeks. Two weeks? I can't wait, actually. Uh, all this stuff is making me really excited. Like They're, they're doing some clever stuff here. Uh, that Zombrex commercial is available on YouTube. It's, it's a drug that was in... Um, uh, I shouldn't say drug like it's a bad thing, but it was like a, a prescription drug, I think, in Dead Rising that you can get. Dead Rising and Dead Rising 2. But um, it's uh, it's pretty funny to see them making an actual video out of it. <laughs> yeah, it suppresses the the zombification of a human yeah. that has been infected with the virus, and I think this is just fantastic. It's really good marketing for the film. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's really clever marketing that mm-hmm. you really wouldn't ex- you, uh, you wouldn't expect from a movie that's just going to be on Crackle. You wouldn't yeah. expect it from Crackle, but this is how like. Again, I don't mean to get on another soapbox here, but like, remember when Netflix was like, we're going to make original content. It's going to be called House of Cards, and we got Kevin Spacey. And it's like, yeah. really? You got, okay, you got Kevin Spacey. I'll give you that. But a show based on a BBC show called House of Cards, like, who's going to watch that? It's Netflix. They send us DVDs every week. And now look at Netflix. Like, maybe this is Crackle's big move. I, I don't know if you start with Dead Rising, but you know it's, it's gonna hey, start somewhere. Why not? Zombies are popular. I say I'm yeah. hoping it is something that that shows that Crackle's doing new content, but you know Crackle is kind of a weird channel. I don't uh, streaming service. I don't know if either one of you have used it. Hmm. It's it's really hard to navigate. It's really confusing, or at least it was two years ago when I tried to use it last. I, I'm bad. in the same boat. I haven't used it for two years, so. I was looking at it the other day. It doesn't seem too bad. I mean, I was kind of browsing through some stuff. So, yeah. I mean, it's not the greatest thing in the world, but I, would, you know, Dead Rising, man. Yeah, the fact that we're getting this is just kind of impressive in general. Yeah, it's I was just awesome. going to confirm the premiere date. Um, I, th- I thought it was two weeks. I think it's two weeks, but now I'm not yeah, so sure. Yeah. Is it the seventeenth? Well, I think no. March 27th, the end of the 27th. month. 27th, so yeah, end yeah, of yeah, month. a couple more weeks. Few there you go, weeks, another one avoiding The Walking Dead. <laughs> Which is uh, a very, very smart decision. Ooh, yeah, American-Canadian. It's, it's an American-Canadian action horror zombie film. Americans and Canadians can't get along. That's oh. ridiculous. Well, they can. Especially when they film in Vancouver, evidently. Um, yeah, right. 
good stuff. Yeah, well, we'll we'll keep more uh, more eyes. I we'll keep our eyeballs on that. Oh yeah, and uh, we'll be talking about that on March twenty eighth. That's for sure. Oh yeah, and uh, you know more on that later. <laughs> uh, we to do I that do again. Yeah, I don't. I didn't mean to start that. Uh, you know what? Forget that. Let's just go into my new favorite segment. Every week we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a that's such an amazing intro. Uh, Ryan goes to the movies. You know, eventually, am I gonna like? be upgraded from like the casual zombie fan like once i've seen enough of these i'm gonna be like on par with you guys right nope Uh, hopefully eventually but i have to tell you man you got a lot of movies to see damn it yeah you got a lot of growing up to do ryan well i'm Uh, trying this week's week's movie was what movies movie was uh night of the comet (laughs) (laughs) uh directed by uh was it tom eberhardt 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 um, what did you think, Ryan? Another '80s classic. Yeah, night, night of the comment, comment. Oh dear, uh, it's <laughs> it's an interesting film about a comet that comes at night, and these two. <laughs> you teenage- didn't watch it, did you? <laughs> I did. No, I did. <laughs> I definitely did start it as if I hadn't watched it. No, I just I actually literally watched it before we started recording, and it's about these two girls. Are they sisters? I think. Yes. Okay. One. Both of which I'm sure are over 18, uh, considering the type of content they were showing in this film. Um, (laughs) But one seemed to be like in her teenager years, so that was a little weird. I get the 80s, I guess. Um, And yeah, it was was about a movie about um, the comic comes, turns a lot of people to dust, some people into zombies, and others, they're totally more ghouls, I guess, but. It was interesting. Uh, they survive by sleeping with some asshat who sells movies for some reason. I remember that much. Hmm? Nothing. Um, Nailed so, it. Nailed it. You got it good there. Uh, what do you um, – Go ahead. Overall though, what, I was just going to get your take overall. Like what were your thoughts kind of watching the movie? Now I know it's an 80s cheesy movie, but did you like it? Did you like the premise of it? I liked it. Overall, I thought it was it was really it was good, and it was nice to experience. Like this is what this is one of my this is one of my favorite segments on the show because it gets me to watch stuff that wasn't made in the last ten years. Like it's stuff from the eighties, the seventies. I really like the eighties. Like that decade of movies is just is so fun to watch because on one moment you're we're watching these like little horror bits that you don't get these days all the horror we watch today is like torture porn bullshit that i just don't want to watch and in the 80s it's all like it's all like monsters grabbing girls and and killing dudes and and motorcycles and guns there's just a lot of those scenes in this movie and i thought there's a couple montages girls just want to have fun I was singing yep. along. I'm not gonna lie. Were you? I oh, bet yeah. you were. I wish I had video of that. My wife was not impressed. Neither <laughs> was the dog. Um, I got a real sense though, and it was bothering me, and I couldn't find it. Is there, there's a Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episode where Homer, like something happens, and then Homer comes out of this bomb shelter, and there's nobody left on Earth. Is that um, is that related to this, or are they both inspired by a sim by one other thing? There was a clash of movies in the 80s where 
there was fear of a comet that was coming close to Earth in the late 70s, early 80s. And so uh, there was a rash of movies about comets coming really close to Earth Mm -hmm. and people hiding in bomb shelters kind of thing. And I think that that might have borrowed some ideas from this, but wasn't necessarily tied to this. Oh, okay. Well, that explains a lot then, I guess. I'd, it it kind of had that feel of of uh, bomb shelter stuff because everybody who survived and wasn't infected were people in, like, steel buildings. Um, yep. And, yeah, I dug all the characters. The twist at the end was nonsensical. I really didn't understand that. Like, they needed people's yeah, the, blood. The ending is kind of weird, uh, but the, the movie's kind of a fun ride. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And it's short. doesn't overstay its welcome. Hour and a half later, you're in, you're out. Boom. Great zombie flick. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. Do, are we doing ratings on this thing? I, I can't remember. What is, what are your, how many zombie heads do you give it? Severed zombie heads. You don't how want many to severed us. zombie heads do you give it? Uh, a very strong three and a half. Really? Yeah. I would have th- thought lower. But I guess if you're into that, like, uh, like you said, that back in the day that really action type of movie you know you gotta you gotta go into it like with a big head of hair and uh clever <laughs> quips like there goes the neighborhood when a kid like takes over your house oh god uh, you kind of <laughs> you kind of have to deal with it but my favorite line i wrote it down actually is uh i'm not crazy i just don't give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, just little one-liners like that but it, you know you kind of have to ignore the ending because it kind of falls apart but you know, uh, the, yeah, like it, most it, '80s movies. Yeah, yeah like, no, yeah. it feels like they wrote and wrote and wrote, and it they they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna do this. Oh, but how do we wrap it all up and give it a satisfying ending? Oh, people don't care. Yeah, that's what it feels like. <laughs> the ending is basically, hey, remember the good guys? Well, turns out the person you thought the bat who was the bad guy within the good guys, it's actually the opposite. There's a the the girl is a good guy, and the rest are bad guys. It was it was a clever twist in that end where you're you're expecting this like dodgy uh, woman character who doesn't want them to bring any more survivors in. You're just like, oh, she's selfish, and then it turns out she was just trying to protect everybody. Yeah, I thought that was a good twist. And, yeah, but, definitely. But the reason they were getting the blood, like, I didn't quite understand it. Like, they were trying to keep themselves alive because one of them was a ghoul, but not everybody. It was confusing. But so, well, I want to know, Lou. Do you have any movies in mind for Ryan for next week? I do. I think Ryan needs to watch I Sell the Dead. I Sell the Dead. I'm, Ryan, I'm, have, you even, have you ever even heard of this movie? I haven't. I have Google image searched it, as I always do. <laughs> and it's got, uh, it's got a Hobbit in it. Yes, I think it does. Ron Perlman's in it, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah. I Not much. He has. Oh, there he is. I see him. Like, third page down. Yes, Ron Perlman is in it. Yeah. He's in it more than the credits will let you believe. Yeah, I remember this thing. This is a this is this is not too long ago, wasn't it? Like ten no, years, not even, right? This is this is like five or six years ago, I think. Yeah. Oh, it, this is gonna be a good one, Ryan. This is really good actually. Huh. Is it a foreign film or Um, I believe it might be European. Yeah. I was gonna say I've never heard of it. But, no, it, it it went pretty much straight to Netflix. It was one of the early straight to Netflix yeah. streaming video zombie movies. You know what? I like Ron Perlman. I like Hobbits. I trust you. I was going to say, I think you, the Hobbit kid's in there. It's got zombies in it. It's got a few other things. It's got some surprises. I, I think you'll appreciate it. 
Well, you guys at home can always play along and watch it as well. It's I Sell the Dead. It's going to be up for uh, next week's Zombies Ate My Podcast, and that's going to be a fun one to talk about. Is it a better ending to Lost? Is that what we're basically... Yes. Okay, good. All right, I'm in. Did Lost ever really end? No, Lost (laughs) will forever go on in my heart because... All right. Yeah. I'm going to cut you off there because uh, I want to talk about something. I've been waiting for it, (laughs) and uh, it's what we do every week, guys. It's The Walking Dead, Season 5. This is Episode 12. I think we can start sleeping in our own homes. Settle in. If we get comfortable here, we let our guard down. This place is going to make us weak. Carl said that. But it's not going to happen. We won't get weak. That's not in us anymore. We'll make it work. If they can't make it, then we'll just save this place. Right, Rick. We'll take this place. Because it's my applesauce and I won. No, I'm oh. just kidding. Uh, I, I forgot mean, about that. It, it's, it's harsh words, but uh, as you'll discover through our conversation here, uh, I, I think the people that they've met are really nice, but I don't think they have a clue what goes on outside those walls. Well, yeah, here's the – we were expecting a little bit of a slower <clears throat> episode to meet characters, right? I think we all yep. kind of had that in mind. And yep. um, I will say this. They did a really cool job of um, – uh, meeting new characters, and as a as a comic book reader, I'm really excited because they introduced some uh, really fun comic book characters in this episode too, and uh, that that really excites me for what's going on uh, or what's going to happen in the future. Hopefully, um, you never know with the show, but uh, uh, it was a it was a fun episode to watch. I enjoyed it. It was fun to see Rick get a nice shave and a haircut. Yeah, uh, uh, before I even saw this episode, there was a rash of photos of Rick with shaving a haircut on Twitter. And I was like, oh, yep, that, I saw this one coming. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, it, it's just kind of it, – you kind of actually, while you're watching the show, you're kind of wondering, like, how long is he going to keep that? Like, there's nothing he can do about that? <laughs> you, get, you, get, you get the razor or something. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 your face has to itch and hurt, man. Come on. Just, it really just brings you back to, like, season one, right, though, like where he's that fresh, clean-cut cop and, you yep. know – so funny to see him like that again, but uh, he actually looks weird to me now. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie; I'm just like, <laughs> that's not right. Put the beard back on. But, yeah, uh, no, I just, thought it, it was as soon as they took off that beard, um, we hadn't seen him clean shaven in a very long, like rough, like stubble, but never that close. And it was kind of like, whoa, did I like switch? To, did I like go to the bathroom and then come back and Ashley switched it to Love Actually or something? Because like. <laughs> I'm just expecting him to hold up signs and, and drop them one by one for some reason. You've got a Love Actually quote every single episode. <laughs> what? No, I'm just saying we always talk about Love Actually. Do we really? <laughs> it's like the only thing we know from Rick Grimes. It's the only well, what, is he, what else has he done? Listeners, write in. I needed more <laughs> jokes about how Rick, uh, every time he's not wearing a beard, he looks like something. No, but seriously, though, when he shaved that beard, it was kind of like, I don't know, like, I don't grow a lot of facial hair, but I could imagine having like a giant beard would get super frustrating after a while. Oh, yes, it yeah. does. 
As someone that has had one, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, like he's got a he's got like a Paul Bunyan thing going on there, and I I just ah. Uh, <laughs> we could talk about beards for hours, I guess, but let's talk about the rest of the episode. Well, someone's going to talk about beards. You did go on the Bearded Brothers <laughs> I know, Club. Right? At the Bearded Brothers Movie Club. Um, so, Rick could have got on there, but not anymore. <laughs> no, not anymore. He was, Now he's uh, not allowed. <laughs> so, really, though, uh, the episode starts off with them coming into the game. I love the, um, the lady that's kind of talking to them and then kind of like just shows up and she's like, I need to videotape this conversation. And if I was Rick, I'd be like, no, nah, we're good here. I'm done. <laughs> you know, like, I don't trust this at all. But he's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> and uh, they're just trying to talk. Did you guys like the whole documentary style type of thing? Yeah, I, I liked it. It was it was okay. And I understand kind of what the character is doing. But it made me also realize how naive she is about what what the world is like outside those walls. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I agree. You 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 feel it because they're all so kind of tight knit and close, you know. But, yeah. Uh, it, but yeah, she even mentions when she's talking to Rick how her goal is to establish a new civilization because society has fallen apart, and she wants this to be the the like the forefront of humanity getting back to normal. And I think that's an admirable goal, but. She's kind of making it sound like it's a piece of cake, and it's like they earlier this season they just encountered cannibals. I don't see humanity getting back to normal anytime soon. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's um, it's a fun episode to watch, especially as a comic book reader. I'm I'm looking like I said I'm looking at these characters, and they kind of do a good job foreshadowing certain things that you think are going to be problems. I don't know if you guys saw anyone that was going to cause a problem oh the i husband. saw several people that are going to be problem the husband yeah they were they seemed kind of you know a little off uh well, i love like, the, it, the there's so many there's so many hints like because no play like the walking dead is a universe where nobody is 100 percent nice except for herschel he was a god but um like Everybody, there's there's meanness and evil in everybody, and you get into this community where everybody's safe, everybody's got jobs, everybody's fed, everybody's got protection, but still there are asshats around. Like yeah, the damn uh, the governor, the sorry impro- improper choice of words, uh, the <laughs> the person who runs the place, her son is an asshat. Yeah, he hangs out with asshats like. The the friendly barber who's hitting on Rick, who has a husband, who doesn't mention she has a husband, just kind of like, you know, I have two kids. Also, I have a husband. Like, doesn't mention that. Like, flirts yeah. with Rick, and then he, he runs into the husband who maybe has a thing for getting angry at other men. I don't know. But, like, there's going to be, like, something going there's on There's tension, there. right? You could feel tension. And especially um, towards the end of the episode with uh, Glenn. And uh, they go on this weird, uh, weird hunt, right? Like the kind of a dry run to get supplies. And uh, it was two of the locals there. Um, one of them, uh, and like they, the, that whole scene struck me as odd because like they treat walkers like they're nothing serious, you know? Well, well not just that. They treat walkers like they're nothing serious. And they also treat Glenn and the rest of them like they're idiots and they don't even know how to hold a gun. And it's like, yeah. 
did these you guys know? that have been surviving on on the road for years, you know? Yeah, and it's kind of like you really like it, it. Just goes to show the like I like I said earlier, these people inside the walls are naive about what's outside the walls. They really haven't encountered somebody like the cannibals. Yeah. It's it's interesting. And you know what's funny, too? Did I talk to you guys the other day about uh, how I feel like there's such a focus on time in this season? Was that you guys I was talking to? Yeah, about no, that? yeah, you were. Yeah. They even mentioned it in this episode where, like, the Rick fixes his watch because he never knew what time it was, you know? I'm like, man, time in this episode again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're building so, up to something like and I I the more we watch this the more I'm I'm coming over to lose sight on this and that he is he's right like they're going to they're building up to something but that something is is happening at the end of March you know uh, Yeah that thing is happening at the end of March I even wouldn't be surprised if when we end the season right mm-hmm. my I have a thought on what they might do um oh here we go lou's gonna spoil it for everyone no no well go ahead lou what's go ahead lou yeah my thought is is that there's gonna be drama with i think the people that the 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 woman in charge says she exiled people three people yeah i think they're just as bad as killing them she said right i think there's gonna be a problem with those people and it might end at the end of the season with that being resolved but there being questions about how well it was resolved and I think next season we get a year or two later from our heroes. Really? You think they're going to jump way about there? Yeah, I think they're going to have to um, because they still have the baby as a baby and and Carl is growing way too fast. And there's going to be basically an offset where he's too old and the baby is too young. Hmm. Yeah. And I think that the way they fix that is by setting... New baby? No? Well, right. <laughs> well, I, well, they can do that, but they can only do that for so long. It's, no, I know, yeah. It, it, it's just so long before Carl is a 20-year-old kid trying to play a 15-year-old. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's um. Let's talk too about the dynamic because um, <clears throat> it's so fun. Like you see Aaron talking to Rick again, and he's so buddy buddy with him. Like they're best buds. Like he's just so friendly and nice, and like just that super awesome neighbor that you want in real life. And Rick's just totally apathetic. He's just like, yeah, which house? <laughs> that one? Really? You're gonna oh, give no, us both? Best. Yeah. What do we need both for? What are you, Aaron? <laughs> you know, like he's just so. Yeah. Like just the, it's so fun to see a community of people that have been living well for a while, like well enough anyway in this zombie apocalypse, uh, that they they don't get what Rick's group's going. Like they get it, but they don't. You know, like the not trusting of anyone, the the lack. Like Daryl won't even take a shower. <laughs> yeah, no, Daryl's my favorite. <laughs> Daryl gets there. Everybody's kind of trying to get back to some kind of normalcy, and Daryl's like. I'm gonna I'm gonna rip this muskrat apart on the porch. Yeah. <laughs> and Rick's like, "Whoa, easy! I just took a shower, man." <laughs> yeah, he's he's not he's probably smelling pretty ripe at this point. Maybe he feels like, "Hey, I don't have to cover zombie guts on me if I smell like a zombie already." 
but it doesn't matter because he says things like this. You look ridiculous. <laughs> oh, he's still great. He, I, and that was a comment on uh, how um, Carol was walking out in basically like a a school uh, teacher's outfit. I kind of like felt a 19, like a like a nineteen fifties wife kind of thing. You know? Yeah, it was, it was really like it's well, almost like it was weird. Like it's it's a community and. Um, just the way that people are dressed walking around there. It's like, man, I'm, did I walk into like a nuclear test site? <laughs> you know, like all the people just look like they're billboards. It's it's interesting. And people are really friendly. And I think that makes the people who aren't friendly stand out more. And I do really believe that this show is still trying to trick us into thinking that something bad is going to happen. Like, I really do think they're just building tension and that all the bad stuff is going to come from outside. Like, sure, Jesse's husband is jealous because Jesse's talking to the new guy or whatever. Whatever. I think that's going to blow over and it'll be fine. But I yeah. don't think so. You, you don't well, think – you really think like, like this show is just going to stoop to like <laughs> tr- love triangle drama? Like, I, I, think, yes. I hope not. Mm. I uh, I guess, I mean, yeah, Bob can't oh. speak. I don't think it's going to get into love – I don't think it's going to – I don't think it's going to stoop to love triangle drama, but I definitely think there's going to be a confrontation between Rick and the husband. Yeah. And no, I, I have okay. a funny feeling it's going to end with Rick breaking somebody's face. Yeah, but I he want... showed excellent restraint in this episode. He did, and it's tough. It's like That's what I was talking about. It's, it's fun to see these guys really kind of like, hey, I'm in a different type of environment right now. I got to remember where I am. Like, they all stayed at the same house, and even... Uh, Deanna Monroe there, the the leader, um, which is actually Douglas Monroe in the comics. But I love how I love the little take on it because that actress, um, I can't remember her name, but I love watching her in TV. She's good. Oh, it's uh, a they did a, gen- a gender swap, eh? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Because cool. if I remember right, Douglas Monroe was the um, leader of the Safe Zone, and her name was Deanna Monroe. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's kind of neat, you know, switching things up a little bit. And, I, I uh, like when they do that, like, you know find the the person that fits the character and if they have to switch it so be it like it really doesn't matter whether it's a guy or a girl yeah what do you guys think about them everyone getting jobs already in alexandria too well it makes sense i mean they're there and it seems like they clean themselves up like a day or two goes by and then they get moved into roles and and she seems uh, deanna seems to have a good idea for where their skill sets lie. Like, every choice she's made seems like a logical choice. Um, the only choice that doesn't seem to fit is that her son should be in a jail cell somewhere because he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. yeah. The son and the other guy... Uh, I'll, I'll give this to uh, one of our listeners. Uh, definitely get this award. Huge douchebag. <laughs> uh, they uh, they were completely like, and like that's what I was talking about. Like they don't treat it seriously, you know. And like that was so gross too. By the way, when like they got that walker and they're like holding the hands on him, trying to do different things. Well, like, what was the goal there? You know, well, that's what I was watching. Well, the thing too is, is so they had a walker tied up like that. And they're like, this is our ritual every time we go out. What, you go out and you throw rocks at it? Really? Yeah, like, like, what purpose does that serve except to bloat your ego? Yeah, and then they're talking like, this one got one of our friends, right, or something like that. And it, it, to me, 
uh, like it was just weird, and like it was well, also gross when she was trying well, to hold on to the zombie and the skin was, co- yeah. <laughs> the whole thing felt like so. These two guys are supposedly the scavengers that are getting the supplies for everybody, and it's like their behavior is that of like somebody Carl's age, not two yeah. people that have experience. Carl shows more adult attitude than these two idiots. Yeah. No, and just the way they acted, like, again, reinforces the fact that it's like these people inside these walls need proper training. And you wonder why Aaron was so insistent on getting this group back. Because I think think it's going to be a win-win scenario. Like, Rick's group are going to get some much-needed rest and relaxation. And the Alexandria safe zone is going to get someone who knows what the hell they're doing to survive this world. It doesn't – you don't get by with just walls. Walls make you a target not by the, the walkers but from people. People right. see those walls and think, hey, we deserve that if we can take it. So let's so, take it. I also had issue with their walls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Rick Structural goes – integrity. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Well, Rick goes outside the walls. And all the pillars holding up the walls seem to be on the outside of the walls, not on the inside of the walls. That is a good point. And all I kept thinking was, sure, you've got walls and sure, they've got some structural integrity. But somebody with a tractor trailer drives alongside, all those all those supports are gone. Yeah, I mean, I uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like in the actual show, it doesn't look like it looks like anyone from the outside could be like, let's just screw this place. <laughs> they have a tank. I have a tank. <laughs> <laughs> you have to dig uh, for that one, probably. Um, yeah. We'll yeah. No, I, I think just the fact that he wasn't killing them, and I thought we were going to lose Tara in this episode, and like that would have been really unfortunate to have her go because this asset. Well, I don't think that I didn't think anybody was going to die this episode just because that would initiate conflict before they've even settled in, mm-hmm. and they want to they want us to feel like our heroes are safe. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? We knew there was a slow episode coming up. That's what I was talking about earlier, and, and which is fine. We needed that. I still you enjoyed know, it. I thought it was I a really good. Episode. I thought this was a great episode, and like, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm really excited for next week, and I don't know if it's just, like I said, I don't know if it's from being a reader or what, but like I'm hoping things go the way I want them to go because I, I just know that it's going to make for a really jam-packed final half of the season. Now, the other thing, too, is um, Daryl Dixon there, Norman Reedus, was on, I think, Entertainment Tonight or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, they asked him one question, and they said, uh, what can we expect from the season finale? And uh, he said, wow, uh, bring your Kleenex tissues and you'll be uh, yelling at the TV. Really? Yep. Now, he could just be messing with everyone. Right? I'm sh- I hope he. I know Kirkman does that a lot. No, he's not messing. Um, I've heard rumors about who's going to die. So, Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, shit. you got to be careful. So, okay, well, Lou, Lou uh, has got his prediction in. Um Bob, as a comic book reader, don't spoil it, but do you do you have like a prediction as to where it's going in 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 the sense that you know how the show sort of operates but not pulling out of the comic book? Do you, you agree with Lou in that it's going to kind of like continue to focus on their integration into Alexandria and then sort of showcase 
the ba- big baddie in the last episode or the conflict per se? I think um, I. So here's what I want to happen. Sure. I want the Alexandria story to progress the way it does in the comics. And um, I want the ending of this season to be where I want it to be. <laughs> I well, can't th- say it without spoiling it. I know you don't want to spoil it, but here's what I'll, I'll meet you guys in the middle and I'll say this. Like, I don't want the end of this season to be like the end of uh, Batman Begins, where it's like the, you know, Rick picks up a card and see it's, it's a Joker and it's like, this is his calling card. It's like, shit, we're going to have to deal with that next season you know like oh great fine another prison moment like i really don't want that i don't want that cliffhanger that only works for the people who've read the comics i want to see an introduction of the big baddie in the last episode proper start the conflict don't it doesn't even have to be a conflict it can be tension between you know if it's going to be between alexandria and um another group of people it can be human tension i think i'd totally cool with that but it I don't like I'm looking at the episodes here. We got three episodes before the season finale, and the season finale is ninety minutes. Yep. I think we're gonna we're in for some interesting episodes coming up. We got forget, we got spend, we got try, and we have conquer as the last episode. Yeah. So um, you can you can judge what you want from those uh, titles. Um, yeah, it's a tough one right now. Like, because the way I, I will say this to everyone listening, because I'm not going to spoil anything for you. No, guys, we we but, wouldn't do that. We don't we don't spoil the comic. Yeah, but I will say that this and so far it's kind of going along with the comic book story. Um, this story arc is really amazing for our survivors, you know, in the show, and it's it's a really good testament of who they are as people and. Um, it's really fun. It's a really, really fun story arc. So that's why I think I'm really excited. And like every episode, I feel like I'm getting a little bit closer to that. And I think that they do such a good job at this show of like <clears throat> giving the comic book readers just enough, and like and giving the non-comic book readers like plenty to kind of go on, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's just such a fun watch. And like even these slower episodes, I, I really enjoy because they're just building story. Because now we're getting like. You know, Michonne had her arguments with Rick last episode, and now the two of them are. You know they have the same job, right? They're gonna keep this place safe. Yeah. Did they? Did she give them the same job? Yeah. Constables. What are what are they? Constables. constables. Is it constables? And uh, then they give. Uh, you know, it's like you know now Michonne is like almost. I don't want to say polar opposite of Rick, but like they have just such different viewpoints right now. Where Michonne's just so happy to be somewhere, and Rick's just still not trustworthy at all, mm-hmm. or like he doesn't he doesn't feel it, and like the two of them now running and trying to keep everyone safe is going to lead to some more tension, I think, which I think is awesome. And like Glenn's even stepping up a little bit, being a little badass when he has to. Yeah, he knocked the, uh, that. I, huge I love him knocking bag. that dude. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and he again he showed restraint as well, and it yeah. just shows that everybody is happy to where, be where they want to be, but they're not going to take shit from some prepper who just doesn't really know what he's doing you know pretends he's all that but like he's been living behind walls even if he does go out for runs and when you brag about like half your group dying and like being a tough guy trying to make up for it it's like that doesn't necessarily spell confidence when you're telling a new group of survivors that your last group of survivors died (laughs) you know yeah no kidding yeah it was just it was really like wow you uh your dad must have been an asshole because you're nothing like your mother (laughs) 
Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we also have some uh, some listener feedback for The Walking Dead, don't we, Ryan? Yes, we do. Um, um, this is from Alan G., right? Yeah, from Alan G. He wrote us an excellent email, and I, I've split it up into different segments, so we'll address it as as it comes by. But uh, Alan says, "Dear Zamp Crew, I enjoyed y'all's analysis of the <laughs> latest episode." He wrote it. One thing I didn't hear you mention were the zombies that appeared to be clad all in white. They appeared in two specific camera shots seen through the bloody windshield after Glenn crashed through the zombie horde. To me, they did not look like zombies. Their arms were at their sides, and they were all monochrome, whitish, and standing, not lurching, shoulder to shoulder. It was at that same moment the flare went up in the distance, and Aaron started freaking out. And I did not understand what was happening or why he was freaking out. Something scared him, but it was more than just zombies. I was wondering, are these the whispers I've heard about? Maybe you guys were keeping it a secret to prevent spoilers, in which case, I thank you. Huh. Um, I did a quick search. Uh, if it is comic book related... It certainly hasn't been documented on the internet, uh, these white zombies in episode 11. Uh, I also couldn't find them. Um, I'm sure they're yeah. there. Yeah, I think I kind of remember because they did kind of stand out um, in, in the episode. Because I kind of remember that, that whole scene. I'm like, that was weird. You know, like, It just hit me in my head, but I think it was more or less just a whole, whole extra thing. I don't actually think there was anything behind it. Well, I, I, I did latch on to one part of his email and then he says that Aaron freaked out and to me that that seemed like he saw the flare and obviously like the obvious answer is always oh, freaking out because his partner is might be hurt but to me it felt like he was more freaked out about something else like he's been in the zombie apocalypse for a while although even though he is a recruiter maybe he isn't as like tough as nails as Rick and his group are who don't freak out when stuff like this happens it just – it came off odd but could also be explained away in so many ways that it might just not be a coincidence. The way the way he freaked out definitely makes you think that, yeah, it could be that his, his boyfriend was in trouble. But also, like you said, like you see his facial expressions. You see something and he looks horrified. Yeah, he looks scared. Like more, you know? more than he's losing – like he could possibly be losing his partner but – Again, it can be explained away very easily, but it also could be just another way of this show, like, thinly uh, hinting at something to come and hiding it with this exaggerated, oh, yeah, of course. But we don't – but that's the other thing too is that when it happened, we didn't know it was his partner. We just figured it was just another dude he was traveling with. Yep. But you do find that out in the same episode. So anyways, Lou, do you have thoughts on that? No, um, I barely, I do remember the zombies that he's talking about, but I just figured it was some of the issues I've caught before in earlier episodes where I catch the zipper on somebody's mask or, uh, <laughs> I, I just thought that maybe it was a bad makeup job. Well, hopefully they won't notice. It, it might be interesting if Alan's onto something, but again, very hard, very easy to explain away just with other plot points, but it's still interesting nonetheless. He goes on, thanks to listener Pete for asking about the dismembered limbs around Noah's old home. I had almost forgotten about that. It was likely a threatening gesture by marauding humans, or it was meant to provide smell camouflage of some kind. I'm guessing the former. These same marauders will surely come for Alexandra. Speaking to their long journey out of... Oh, I skipped it. So what do you guys think about that? Like, the the, the body parts. This is new. We haven't seen it before. These body parts no, sort of... They, they were definitely dismembered... 
intentionally. Like yeah. there's oh. no like they the way they were. And like we talked in the episode about <clears throat> them being dismembered so cleanly and like the W's on their heads, um, their foreheads carved in. Mm-hmm. But there, there's all sorts of stuff that that could be. Uh, yeah. I know we talk about the whispers, and maybe they're letting us lead to that. But there are uh, there there's more people out there other than the whispers, you know. Yeah. And it's in the comic books. It's it's probably common knowledge for everyone that there's got to be more people out there than just the whispers. So yeah. there's there's potential for it to be anyone, I think. And I don't think it's smell embrace. Like that's a cool theory. I really like that. Um, but I, I I'm with you, man. I think it's the former. I think. I think that's a it's a sign, you know, and uh, a sign of things to come. Yeah, he uh, wrapping up here. Speaking to their long journey out of Georgia, I don't see how Morgan could possibly have kept up with them as they drove. I think they would have noticed a car following them at some point. Same goes for any Terminus graduates. Um, I think Terminus behind us, but he makes a good point about a point about Morgan. We haven't seen him since the first half of the season. Does that he's mean still he's, <laughs> he's still trying to get there? Like, do we feel like he's going to play a part, like in the rest of the season? I think he will, but I don't think we see him till the very end. Yeah, Man. I don't think he's going to show up in the next episode. I think he shows up in the season finale. I, you know what? Yeah, take I, a while to walk there. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, and I appreciate your predictions, Lou. But like, what you're predicting, man? I, I hope. You at the writing table have filled in the episodes that you keep skipping over with something interesting because you're saving everything for that 90 minute finale. I mean, uh, we yeah, don't forget, guys, that finale is 90 minutes, so there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. There's going to be yep. yeah, Morgan just shows up for the last half hour, is like, hey, what I miss, and then they recap it, and that's the he thing. comes up. He, you just see this guy walk. Hey, <sighs> oh my gosh! No one said I you were going to drive. This Georgia, what's what's going on? Do you see those white zombies? Um, and then, and then he's dead. <laughs> and then he dies. The end. That I think that happened to the comic books. Um, I noticed in the scenes from next episode, it never showed any new people. It was various Rick Cruz sitting alone, looking sad. Uh, he, this is him talking about the episode we just talked about, and yeah. uh, obviously, uh, and he was skeptical. Still, again, someone who I don't believe Alan's read the comics. From someone who's not read the comics, you're just you're in Rick's shoes. You're you're you yep. you are Rick. You're just skeptical of everybody whereas me the lovely canadian is like ah they're fine you know we need some positivity in this show and uh yeah but no great thoughts alan uh we really appreciate you writing this this email in and um i look you know what i'm looking forward to when this is all over and getting everybody's thoughts on the season getting our listeners to write in because that'd be rad yeah you almost want to do like a live listener call-in show oh well we might have to Wow, we should have talked about that before the show. Now we have to do it. Now we have to do it. We now, should. You know what, though? If you guys are interested in something like that, uh, we'll get to the later on you know, talking with us. But that would be I think that would be a lot of fun. That would be. But uh, we, we got content coming up everywhere, I think, pretty soon here. And uh, thank you, Alan, for the, for the emails. Uh, we got plans, too, don't we, Lou, to do some YouTube content again? Yes, we do. Uh we might be doing some YouTube content with Resident Evil Revelations too. Episode fact, one, Penal Colony. Sorry. Yep. Yes, Sorry. Go yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I, I if I believe right, I think that Ryan may have already started putting up some video content. Yeah. So there are two videos up right now on our YouTube page. One showcasing the first half hour with uh, Claire and Moira, and the other focusing on the first half hour of Barry and Natalia. So really gives you an idea of the two sets of characters you're going to be playing as and the mechanics that are exclusive to each. 
and kind of setting up the story and how it all works and how it's all laid out. But um, we're we're probably going to keep that content secondary to the podcast until Walking Dead's over because, as yeah. Lee pointed out, it wraps up around the time that Walking Dead is over. Yes. Mm-hmm. They, they're pretty much – their last episodes come out at exactly the same time. Yeah. So, well, my my question really is: Will Resident Evil Revelations two episode four, whatever it's called, Not be be ninety minutes? Yes. <laughs> it, well, hey, it, it's it's a it's a relevant joke because episode one was pretty short. Yeah. Um, but I digress. We're going to talk about more more of that in detail. But if you can't wait for another three weeks, um, you can go to our YouTube page and check out those videos which includes some first impressions and should give you an idea whether it's worth purchasing. And I don't know, at 25 bucks, unless you're a big money bags over here, like Bob who accidentally purchases the $40 version (laughs) (laughs) for the zombie bra or the ninja bra wearing. I I look like such a pervert. (laughs) Well, the funny thing is like I was, I was applauding Capcom and creating these extra costumes for their female characters. You and I were talking on Skype and then we found out what they looked like. Yeah. And, I think it's the skin costume specific uh, packages show like sh- shoulder up, and it's like oh, that yeah. looks pretty good. And then the um, the package, <laughs> uh, the the four costume deal shows like uh, 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 waist up, and it's like oh yeah, both Claire and Moira are just like bras, you know? Yeah, like, that's their costumes. Short shorts at the bottom, bras on top. It's it's. Uh... You know, I spent an extra bit of money on that. And, uh, yes, you I'm did, ashamed. sir. I'm, I'm ashamed. <laughs> oh, it's all good. We'll put it, hey, we'll put it up as a YouTube video. Yeah, we'll put like, your, everyone will watch my content. <laughs> we'll put your shame. Yeah, <laughs> we'll put your shame on YouTube. Oh, gross. Uh, speaking of shame, uh, this isn't shameful at all. Uh, we're on Alpha Geek Channel 3 right now, aren't we, Ryan? Yeah, 24-hour stream. When people aren't live streaming, you could catch Zombies Eight One Podcast there. And if you're a new listener, thanks to Alpha Geek. Thank you for uh, for sticking with us. Yeah, and it's awesome too. Uh, yeah, it's great. AlphaGeekRadio.com is probably one of the coolest things to go to listen to all sorts of podcasts. Uh, don't just listen to us. I mean, listen to us first. Yeah. But there's so many other great podcasts out there for all your needs, and Alpha Geek Radio is a great spot to find all that. So we're really appreciative of being on there, and uh, go, go check us out on there. It's fun. For it's sure. A good time. Good time. All right. We've been talking for a while. It's a long and, uh, episode. We've been actually quite, we've been podcasting for two hours straight. Oh. Yeah, quite quite frankly, um, you look ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to I'm gonna hose you down in your sleep. But other than that, Ryan, hmm. where do where do people find us? Uh, you can go to our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com, where you'll find all these lovely links that I'm about to describe. Info at zombies8mypodcast.com is our email. You can email us just like Alan did with your thoughts on Walking Dead, Resident Evil Revelations 2 Episode 1 Penal Colony, or about movies that we've watched, like Night of the Comet, or I said Comet again, or I Sell Dead People. I don't know. I forget what it's called. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Zombies Podcast, where we keep you informed on all the Zamp news. Uh, like us on Facebook, plus one us on Google+. Plus. Subscribe on YouTube. We're putting more content up there. We're actually living up to our promise. Go to youtube.com slash zombies ate my podcast and subscribe. If you want to follow individual hosts, you can find myself at our Murphy, Lou at Busy Zombie Lord, and Bob at Bobbert F. Finally, actually secondary, finally, shout out to Joel Duggan <laughs> for the artwork uh, that you're seeing on your iPad or your iPhone or your website right now. JoelDuggan.com for more info on that. 
And I think Bob and Lou, I, I don't know. I want to give you guys a chance. I think you guys have some news of your own to break. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll talk about it. Uh, Lou oh, and you I guess? Ah, we'll just, just roll the intro, outro. Never mind then. <laughs> uh, Lou and I are getting married. And, uh, <laughs> what? No, just kidding. Uh, Lou and Your I wives would be so upset. <laughs> You're off the show. Uh, no, uh, Lou, you and I have started another little fun podcast. It's called Off the Cuff, and we've been teasing it for a little while, but it is officially live with a website thanks to yours truly, Ryan Murphy. Thank you. Um, you can find that at uh, offthecuffshow.com. And, uh, Lou, we're on iTunes already, aren't we? Yes, we are. Uh, the The first episode is up. Uh, for warning, it was recorded several weeks ago, so the news headlines are a little old, but you should still be able to laugh at them. Yeah, and Lou, what's the first episode called? <laughs> He's got to look it up. <laughs> I got to look it up because it's really complicated. <laughs> uh, something about killer mosquitoes making me be an OBGYN. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, genetically modified mosquitoes make a teen an OBGYN. Perfect. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, go check out <laughs> Off the Cuff. It's where Lou and I talk about the craziest and the weirdest, wackiest news stories you may have missed. And uh, we, we talk about it and we have some fun. And uh, it's all over the place. It's it's a it's a fun little show that I'm really excited about, and I hopefully Lou is too. <laughs> yes, I am. And uh, you know, we also, uh, but this here podcast, can we talk about the Patreon now. Is it going to be all like you know kosher? <laughs> well, like, yeah, we can mention it. Um, we'll probably go into more detail like next week once we've got it got it out there and stuff. But yeah, we are launching a Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/zombies8mypodcast. We just recorded our sort of introduction video we have some great milestones um stuff we haven't done before stuff we have done before but need a little bit extra support because it's a lot of work and also rewards for our patrons as well um for the different tiers and stuff and we won't go into detail here because the intro video will solve it all but uh check it out patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, there's a lot of great content up there, so check that out, and uh, that should do it for us tonight, from, for myself, for Ryan Murphy, and for the busy zombie lord, Lou Page, thanks for listening, and uh, go to a penal colony, 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 comment, night of the comment colony. We're all tongue twistered. Huge douchebag. There, like that, oh. done. <laughs> I love that sound bite. You look ridiculous. Yep, I do. My soundboard is just full of insults. Yeah. What happened? Uh, I'll tell you what happened. (laughs) Aw. No jokes today. No one's laughing. What? Because we have more trivia. Oh, right. I was just going to say, did we hit that Patreon level? Not yet. Not yet. I'll be so upset when that happens. Oh, it won't Uh, happen. Don't worry. All right. Here here are your two questions. I'm going to divide these up into two. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Hey, Lou. Hey, Bob. In season four, what happens to the boy, Patrick, at the end of episode one? A, he collapses in the shower, dies, and turns into a walker. B, he's eaten by walkers. Or C, he has a nightmare. (laughs) He's eaten by walkers. B. No, he actually, he's the guy that collapses in the shower, dies, and turns into a walker. Oh, that's right, that's right. I was thinking of the other kid. I was thinking of the blonde kid that... Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah I know Beth was the, yeah. yeah. This guy, this guy's. I, I, I mixed. Didn't come back. Yeah, I mixed up the characters. All right, Ryan, your question. What do you got? 
who beats up Ed Pelletier at the lake in the Vados episode of The Walking Dead? Do you need the Do you need the answers? Yeah, the Vados. What? Vatos, whatever it's called. Uh, Shane, Rick, or Daryl? I don't know. That's so long ago. Uh, Daryl. Uh, it is Shane. Damn it. I was going to guess Shane. Uh, Shane is an option and somebody got beat up. Of course, it's Shane is the answer. Yeah, but yeah, they he... didn't mention like the sound of you know change jingling from his giant ear money bags. <laughs> Every time he swung a, pu- a punch, it sounds uh, like Scrooge McDuck running down the road.